Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. In this episode, Dorsey interviews another special guest that will give you hope and inspire you. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Today, we have a special guest with us. Her name is Amanda Corelli. She is a woman who was born with a disability called cerebral palsy. She grew up in Fork River, New Jersey, and now she's living with her family and her aunt and her grandmother, and she also has four older siblings, one sister and two brothers, as well as two sister-in-laws, three nephews, and two nieces and one niece on the way in April of 2022. Today she will share her story about her life, how she grew up in a family that did not treat her any differently despite her disability. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Good evening, Dorsey. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. So, Amanda, what exactly is, for people that don't know, cerebral palsy? Well, cerebral palsy is something that affects, um, it's a neurological disability, it's something that affects your legs and and your and your arms and all of your body. It affects people differently. Some people with cerebral palsy could walk with a slight limp. Um, some people have cerebral palsy really bad, where they're um, severely tight and they can't speak very well. So cerebral palsy affects people in different ways. In my case, it affected my arms and my legs, and it it prevented me from doing things physically for myself. So as far as like getting dressed and um, taking care of my ADLs and things I needed, like going to the bathroom, bathing, I needed help with, from my parents and other caregivers in my family with all that stuff throughout my whole life. And it led me confined to a, when I was younger, I used a manual chair, but now I use a power chair. But I, I like Dorsey, I do not let my disability stop me. So What was it like being born... With the disability of cerebral palsy, how did that affect your life growing up? Well, like I said in my introduction, it it prevented me from doing all things physically, um, but it didn't stop me from speaking up for myself and being an advocate for myself as well as other people with disabilities. I, like Dorsey as well, grew up in a family that didn't treat me any differently, which I think is really important. I went to a regular public school. I went to the Lacey School District. I graduated from Lacey High School in 2002. I had um, normal uh, interactions with students in the school system. I was in the choir. But most of all, I had parents and siblings that didn't treat me that any different than anybody else. Now, I had siblings that were able-bodied, which means they were able to walk and do things on their own. But they were always there to help me with what I needed to help with. What I say, the best way that I could say it is that my family bears the cross of living with my disability as well, just as I do. Right, absolutely. What was that experience like going to school, you know, a normal, you know, quote-unquote normal school? Did the, did the kids and the teachers treat you any differently than they would you know, any other student? Great question, Dorsey. Um, students would always, 
I would always get stares because anytime someone looks a little different or um, people are going to stare at you, there were, I would go into classrooms and teachers would not know how to teach me. Um, but all in all, I had a good experience. And I believe the way that you portray your disability out to the world is how, is how people are going to treat you back. So if you, if you act like your disability is a burden and that it's different then people, able-bodied people and even other people with disabilities are going to treat you differently, if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. And I think you hit it spot on on how, you know, the way we think of ourselves and the way we think of how we live with a disability is, is you know, is how people are going to treat us as well. Yes, definitely. How did you come to faith in God? What, what was that experience like? Well, my faith in God has always been a part of me. I grew up as a, a Catholic. I'm now a born-again Christian, but I grew up as a Catholic. And I went to CCD. I made my holy sacraments. So God was always very important in my life. Even in my dark times in my life, God was always there. Even though, like in your book, you say, sometimes you wonder where God is. And I wondered, why me? Why am I in this situation of being born with a disability called cerebral palsy, but I believe um, that we all have a purpose, that God has a plan for, plan for us. Yeah, definitely. How has that, your spiritual life, you know, as a Christian, helped you with living with a disability? Well, I, during the pandemic, I got connected to a group called Wonderfully Made that's really um, that's run by really good friends of mine, Joanne Yaks and Chris Yaks. And it's a, it's a spiritual group for people with disabilities. It's a, it's a ministry for adults with disabilities. And I am one of the leaders in the group and they actually made me more in tune to God. And I joined a, since then I joined a Bible study. Um, God, since the pandemic, God has opened many doors. I am now working for an advocacy agency called Motion Center for Independent Living that is located in Long Branch, New Jersey. And I'm I'm going to be a, a teacher for a, a new program that they're launching called Neighbor Aid. So when I tell you that God has opened many doors, he definitely has. What was your experience like, you know, when we're going through, you know, the pandemic? Were you able to get out? You know, how did that affect you? It um, it actually closed the door. I used to be a greeter for Investors Bank for 12 years. And when the pandemic hit, I kind of, um, that position, it kind the God closed that door because he had other plans for me. And like I said, now, now I'm, I'm working for an advocacy agency part-time and I'm a teacher for, for them. But I, before that, that's when I got connected to Wonderfully Made and a lady named Jill that was I was on her podcast called Feed Your Spirit, and that's how I also got connected to Dorsey. So when I say that God has a plan for you, I, I truly do mean that. Yeah. With living with cerebral palsy, what has that taught you the most in your life? That's a good question, too. Um, what has it taught me the most in my life? Um, to have patience, because, I mean, not everything's going to go your way all the time. I, I've always had to live in a world where I had to adapt to everything, whether it was a place that wasn't accessible for me or event an event that I couldn't go to. I always had to rely on my parents for getting me somewhere. 
um, which I still do today. But in, and that could cause you to have frustration and it, co- it could cause you to turn away from God. But And there were times where I was in a dark place. I, I'll give a perfect example. I give this on every interview that I ever had. I graduated from high school and I didn't know what direction I wanted to go in. I felt that there was no purpose in my life. I spent like five years after graduating high school in June of 2002, not knowing what I wanted to do. I spent many many days crying, finding out like I was in a really dark place. And I was led to, in May of 2007, I was led to a day program for people with disabilities in Lakewood, New Jersey. And that led me to Investors Bank for 12 years. I worked there and I found similarities with the pandemic when the pandemic hit in March of 2020. And I felt that darkness come upon me again. But this time I knew that God had a plan for me and he, he began to open other doors and, and I am where I am today because of all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all need to know that, you know, when we're going through, you know, good times or bad times that, that God has a plan and a purpose for our life. And we may not see at the moment, we may, may not even understand it at the moment, but we just have to look to him and to, you know, see him and ask him, God, what is it that you have for me and for my life and for my future? Yeah, I mean, one of my, and you said it in your book as well, one of my favorite Bible verses is Jeremiah 20, 11. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, but to give you hope in a future. And I, I, I truly do believe in that. So um, I'm, I'm truly blessed. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, from what your bio and even the next question that I'm going to ask you, it sounds like, you know, your family treated you basically the way my parents treated me, which was that they, you know, allowed, you know, they treated me as someone who was normal and someone, you know, that didn't really have a disability. What was that experience like, you know, for you? And, you know, growing up, did they allow you to, you know, to do things on your own, and what were those things that they allowed you to do? Um, yes, as far as speaking up for myself and having a voice for myself, yes, they did. Um, there were things physically that they might have done too much for me, and I could have done more on my own. But I believe, just like your parents, I believe that our parents lay the foundation. And if I would say this to any parent listening to your podcast or a person with a disability... Make sure the people around you treat you like anyone else. And this, I I say this about any person with a cognitive, what whatever their cognitive abilities are, treat them like they're a person because no matter what their abilities are, there there's a person inside there that wants to be treated like everybody else. Yeah. What is it like being an advocate of, you know, for, pe- for people with disabilities and what does that look like and what does that even entail? That's a good question. I mean, I always wanted to be an advocate for myself. I've had some, um, I've, I've always been an advocate for myself with speaking up with things I need throughout my life, but really working for this advocacy agency. Now you learn right away that advocacy is not about you. It's about helping other people. And I've even done some home initi- um, initiatives for this 
this place that I work for now where I'm finding housing for people to live. Um, aside from running this program that I, I'm going to be teaching for on my own eventually, I'm in their advocacy and education department. And it's only me and my supervisor that run this department. And I I see a bright future ahead of me with this agency. And I know that God has many doors to open. But I would say the key point of advocacy is it's not about you. It's about helping other people. What do you think needs to change in regards for people with disabilities? What do I think needs to change? That's a good question, too. There's a lot. I believe that people with disabilities need to be put out there more. So whether it be on on social media or TV or um, I just think that we need to be put out there more for people to see that we we can have a normal life just like everybody else. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. We have been put in the media and we are getting out there a little bit more, but I think we have a long way to go. And it all starts with us being advocates and knowing about knowing about the laws like the ADA and knowing what's out there and knowing what we could fight for and what needs to be done. So I'm also a graduate during um, the pandemic. I forgot to mention this. I I joined up before I got launched onto motions center for independent living. I signed up for a a class called New Jersey partners in policymaking that was run through uh, Rutgers university and I am a recent graduate of that class of April of 2021. So th- there's been a, a lot of accomplishments I made throughout the pandemic. And, it, and it's all because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I truly believe that. Amen. And Amen. would you have have anybody, you know, you said that you, you're a graduate of Rutgers? Uh, just for that class, I, I, I didn't attend Rutgers University for college. But that class was run through uh, Rutgers University, and it's called New Jersey Partners in Policymaking, and I'm a graduate of that class. Gotcha. So in that class, we learned about policies and how to become a better advocate, and I believe that's what helped me launch my job at Mo- um, Motion Center for Independent Living gotcha. that, I, that I'm in now. Did you go to college at all? No, I didn't. I tried it out. It really wasn't in the plans for me. It doesn't mean that God doesn't have another plan. I ho- hopefully I will try something out in the future, but only God knows what what's it, our His plans are for us. So Absolutely, we'll, and we'll see what and, happens. You know, sometimes you know, for a lot of people, regardless of disability or not, you know, sometimes you know, going to college is not is not for us at that you know in our lives. What are are some of the hopes and dreams for your future? I really want to, like I said, I'm running this class now called Neighbor Aid. I really want to be a better facilitator for this class. And I want to be a better advocate for people in need. And and God knows what he has in store for for me. Um, My Christian life has grown stronger. I'm part of a Bible study now called Truth Seekers with Other Women in the Bible study. So I'm going, I'm growing stronger in the word of, of the Lord as well. So, and like I said before, only the Lord knows the plans he has for us. So. Right. How has the church, uh, you know, treated you, the church that you go to, how have they treated you? Oh, I go to a church called Bayside Chapel. It's in Barnegat, New Jersey. They, they have become family to me. I know the pastor very well, Pastor Dave Ritter. 
whenever I'm not there, they miss me. Like they're they're just like a second family. I've I've even I've joined their welcome team and I welcome the people that come in and out of the church every other Sunday whenever I can get there. Um, me and my parents get there as much as possible. I try to be a part of all their events that they have at the church. I'm going to be going to a women's ministry event there tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. I, But I, I do try to get involved with the ch- whatever the church has to offer. As we get ready to end here, what advice or words of encouragement would you give to someone else living with a disability? I would say the same thing that you would probably say, and you said it in your book as well. Um, don't give up. You might you might hit some hard times and some darkness, but I believe that's what makes us who we are. And I'm sure you'll agree with me on that, Dorsey. I I think without the darkness, we wouldn't we we wouldn't know what the light would feel like. You know, when that light comes upon us, it's it's the greatest feeling in the world. And I, I've been through some darkness, so this light lightness is definitely God has definitely shined a light upon me. That's for sure. Amen. Yeah, it doesn't. It definitely does sound like he has, and that's a great thing, you know, to do. And I'll just encourage you, you know, keep going and keep doing what you're doing, and keep fighting the good fight, and you know, keep advocating for, you know, for other people with disabilities as well. I definitely will, and God bless you, Dorsey. And I, I wish you the best with your future, as well. And and please stay in touch with me. I would well, love to. I would love to keep talk, talking with you. Yeah, we'll do. And maybe we can connect, uh, you know, you can send me your, your information and I can, maybe I'll come and speak there sometime. I definitely will. I will send you our information for Bayside and I'm sure um, our head pastor would love to have you there. So um, I will definitely send you the information and maybe we can connect there. I We would love to have you speak there. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Amanda, for coming on the show. We greatly appreciate having you. All right, Dorsey, ha- have a great night. All right. God bless. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Dorsey Ross Show, and I hope you are encouraged by this and, you know, inspired by this and that, you know, that God is just doing great things in our lives, and hopefully you share it and like it, and until next time, God bless. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Please like, share, and tell others about the show. Also, please check out the other podcast episodes. And if you would like, donate to this podcast and buy Dorsey a coffee. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.